best clap I've ever done to start That was the show. a good one. That was Very a loud, good one. piercing. <laughs> I don't know why. I got half a half a beer in me. I guess it really set me off. My chair's so low. I think you're finally recovering, getting your strength back from the rodeo. I don't know. My <laughs> my back still hurts. That was a long couple weeks, but yeah, I guess I'm probably back at it. <laughs> I had to scoop like 300 ice creams last week. I got to do like 900 this week. Where'd you go? Or what? What was that event? Oh, were you uh, up at the golf tournament? No. Oh. Um, uh, Dole and Toyota, uh, they do a employee appreciation thing every summer. So I did like uh, three of their dealers. I got to do their big one this week. But eventually I'll see all five or six of their shops here in town. All their I, I have a funny quick segue story bringing <laughs> that event up. I have a friend, his mom worked for that, for the Dolans forever. So he's, you know, he's been part of that almost kind of like part of the family. And yeah, one of those appreciation deals a decade ago, whatever it's been, they did like flag football. That was their little, you know, camaraderie thing that they yeah, did yeah. that day. And he freaking <laughs> ruptured his patellar tendon oh. in a, in a flag in football a game. Dolan. You know, it helped him get paid for because I think he didn't have really good insurance or anything wow. at the time, but they kind of <laughs> paid for it. But yeah, he blew it out, and that's—I mean—for those of you who don't know, a patellar tendon rupture is pretty darn rare. Very likely, he was using some uh, anabolics. Oh you yeah, because you just don't rupture a patellar tendon, especially in a pick-me-up. You know, tell me where your patellar game, tendon is. Top of your know. knee, bottom of the knee. Bottom so basically, knee. quadriceps muscles as a group of muscles, four muscles that produce the most power in the body as a group of muscles. Hook to your knee right there. Then your kneecap is embedded in the tendon. So the tendon's above and below the kneecap. Oof. So think of the, ten, uh, the the kneecap, the patella being in the tendon, and then that tendon attaches to that, you know, that bony part just below your knee, that bone that pokes out the front. Wow. So that that tendon ruptured off of that bone. That's that real, like, uh, like, hard kind of you can feel it's like a tendon underneath your yeah. knee right there yeah just wow. that, that's your patellar tendon right there so rupture, you know, and i don't people, have that big people blow their like your achilles <laughs> tendon ruptures yeah. those are much more common so i think and that's, yeah, I know a, that's a bad one that. too right just rupture not so the same type of injury to the patellar tendon mm. and uh what does that do to your motion when that oh, blows man, out just so then you get just stiffer you, heck i actually help do you get rehab. like a wobbly leg like like yeah, when so you do your Achilles, like your foot drops, right? Like, yeah, like nothing's holding it. In, yeah, in, you can't, you had produced no power. That's how you know you tore it kind of stuff. Usually the sound of it, it's like oh. a shotgun going off. But with him, so basically to, to allow that to heal, they got to, you know, set it back, you know, anchor and suture it back down to the bone. And then you're in a straight leg cast. Oh. So imagine being in a straight leg cast for just a week or two, but, you know, probably six to eight weeks. Oh my god! In a straight leg cast to let that thing heal because you can't. Blue forty two. So imagine how stiff your knee is coming out of that. Then your quadriceps muscle, you have just Weak. skinny leg, yeah. right? just gone, completely oh, yeah. atrophied. That's a long, long rehab. And I would say even to this day, you probably look at the guy's leg and he, you can tell no. it, it's still that skinny quad kind of thing. You're Blue forty two. Tacoma to the forerunner. That's why, like, literally, I don't do that stuff anymore. Anymore. We we went. This was years ago. You know. uh, my uh, my girlfriend's family wants to take her nephew to a trampoline park, and they're like, "You're going, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jumping." I'm not. And they're all like, "Oh, you know, you puss." You know, I'm like, "Dude, you get over forty years old, I'm not going on a trampoline. I'm not playing, you know, screw around tackle football or any. Dude, I'm not doing that anymore. I play catch. I'll shoot hoops. 
throw a ball around, but anything like that, you're just asking. I got for two it, terrible stories of that. One is not as terrible. One's really terrible. Leith Lofton went with his daughter when she turned one trampoline to park? a trampoline park, and he's lucky when he came off of Dill, he landed on his shoulders more than his neck. But if he was, you know, one more degree, Broken he, he said he was lucky, lucky. And the terrible story is the same exact thing with a driver at UPS here in town. Uh, did it. Broke his neck and oh. done. 40, yeah. 40 something years old at a trampoline park. And Your, your body yeah. is not meant to <laughs> do those things anymore after a certain age. And I don't, you know, it, it sucks to get old, but when you get old, you just got to know. <laughs> and I mean, you know, like you said, that, that guy's playing touch football at a barbecue or I mean, whatever. You, there's a point of staying active yeah, and doing stuff that you yeah. think you could when yeah, you were 18. Jog all you want, walk all you want, you know, do whatever. But physical contact sports and trampoline parks. and That's I, why you play golf. Yeah, Well, exactly. that's the thing, too. You, most people that do that, they're like, oh, they were great former athletes. Yeah. And and you should be able to don't do it. do it twenty years, and they're like, oh, this is easy. I could do that. And well, but plus- even look at look at you. If, for those that don't know Clay's whole story, <laughs> D one athlete, trampoline wall stick thing on sober grad night tears his shoulder out, and yeah. I mean that that probably set you back a bit, big time. Yeah. So I mean, even if you are a great athlete, those trampolines, is, dude. I remember my buddy had one in his backyard. My mom would never let us have one. I, I know for a fact we went to the hospital twice. You know, once was like a concussion, and then I, I definitely broke my nose on one, you know, playing crack the egg, and you get a little sideways and hit that bar. You know, it's got a half-inch piece of, you know, cloth on it to protect you from a metal bar. I mean, they're dangerous. <laughs> it's the best thing that could happen to you is to have a minor injury when you're young on yeah, a trampoline and you're afraid of them for the rest of your life because yep. I've never liked trampolines. I probably – I probably stubbed my toes on our neighbor Johnny and Joey's trampoline. And you jump too. I hate them. I'm scared you get double jumped double off jump. to the side oh, yeah. and lay goes through. And, oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, dude, they're just they're a death trap, dude. <laughs> At least, like the ones that we had when we were young, they had like metal springs, right? And then, like you said, your leg goes through there. You get all torn up. Yeah. Your hair gets, you know, girl's hair gets stuck. And they were just, they're a death trap. I like the jazzercise ones. You know, yeah, yeah. Little three foot, yeah, six jump, inches off the off Jump the up floor. and down, do jumping jacks on them. Yeah. It's funny. The weird subject matter went on, but I, my classic <laughs> of all classic patients probably is just far as a funny injury. Young kid, athletic, and uh, he'd come in for his first day of rehab for his ACL ligament, uh, you know, reconstruction rehab. So, how you know, what happened? Probably, a, let's just say a 22, 23-year-old kid, athletic and stuff, and you could figure how he tore his ACL playing basketball. Basketball. Playing. <laughs> He tore his ACL, so you put your garage, you start your garage door down, and then you want to you have jump, to jump over, over the laser. sensor. He jumped over the sensor and landed wrong on his leg and tore his ACL. No way! And I just, I always remember that. I don't remember the kid or anything. I don't remember what he looked like, but I'll, I'll that just, story. My comment to him is, like, "Dude, right now you got to come up with a better story." Yeah, come right up with a better story. Right now, I'm the only person that flag needs football, to know that. Lake Tahoe, <laughs> UV, uh, four of the greatest athletes in your school. You were running for a touchdown. Water gave in. No, I was hopping the sensor in my garage door. I, I saw a funny video of a dude tried to do that and he hit his face on the door as it was coming down. You could, you could probably have a whole oh, highlight he, reel. He just, waited a little long. And yeah, jumped. you know, he he kind of tried to like get his leg up and over it, and his head was a little too high. Doing and it just it makes a great sound when you hit the garage door. You know, it's funny. Uh, we're talking about you know being young again and trampoline parks and all that stuff, but uh, 
we got a we got a great new partner, and I remember him from when I was young. Did you guys remember a uh, little champion course. from back in the day? Champion range and target for sure. Dude, they were always you know. There's a couple of you know. Couple, there's a few companies probably out there like that, but Champion, they've been around. Man, they've been around. I, I don't know how long, but I remember seeing all their stuff from back in the day. And uh, but it's Clay it's, Pigeons, it's, you know, was the main. You know, that's what I remember. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was just going to say that that nowadays it's it's not your you know, grandma's old company claim, anymore. Yeah, it's AR 500 still hanging oh, yeah. targets, moving target. I mean, there it's a lot of cool stuff. It'd be but, cool to. I, I'm I'm not educated on their on their brand, but it would be interesting to see like how they went from, I'm going to guess they started with clay pigeons. That's, that's all I remember. And and then now, like you said, they've evolved into, there's a literal palette of different targets outside in the shop that, you know, like you said, hanging steel and yep. paper targets and bouncing targets and just, you know, all a lot of cool, of cool stuff, stuff too to make it interactive, right? Not just your old paper target ones that change right. colors when you hit moving targets. They got spinning wheel targets, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. It's awesome. I feel like the color changing targets, like the greatest thing that's happened to us in the last <laughs> 10 years, as far as that goes, because I, I really, I'm not bagging on any optic, but it's, it's hard to see the bullet hole in a paper target. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you, you would literally be like, okay, hey, I'm going to shoot top left, you know, and boom, and everyone's zooming in and the guy, and you end up walking out there because you you can't see it. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it is, it's hard. And then, now they have these targets, though, when you shoot them, then they, like, turn green or turn orange or whatever, and then you just go put a piece of black, like, tape, you know, that they give you back over mm -hmm. it and cover it back up. It's great. Yeah, resetting ones. Yeah. Like, uh, shooting steel is always Shooting good. steel, resetting. The the hanging steel, uh, I haven't tried yet, but just the advertising of them was freaking awesome. Yeah. AR-500 steel is, you know, that's what we shoot when we shoot out there to that you know, thousand yards yeah. and shoot high caliber rifles, but even have resetting metal targets for little plinking 22s or whatever. But there's this, they have this one that's like 10, I think it's 10 maybe, um, arms that go out. Basically oh, really? like a big pizza pie, but on single arms. And then nice. on, at the end of those arms are targets, clay targets, and it spins in a wheel. So for oh, like yeah, pistol, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And, yeah. And go around and try to shoot. It's pretty, pretty cool. I'm even looking at little bipods and uh, shooting sticks. Oh, they have a nice. We were out there. We were looking out there. I was showing them already. Yeah, yeah. they're nice. You got. I forgot you I weren't got here late. Kind of, kind of brings us up to what something we have to discuss today. I, I mean, I don't even know if the where the pavement end world knows that my brother, out of all of us, the only one to draw a tag, Mister Bighorn Sheep from last year that you guys will remember. Uh, apparently he just hasn't had his fill. So draws a uh, northern Washoe mule deer tag. In our favorite area. Our, like Yeah, like in our backyard where we all grew up, where we all want to go, where if you gave me a chance to go anywhere, it's going to be there, and he draws a deer tag up there. Where a, Which, lot of, where a lot of dead dog has been shot. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. Lot and, of I, I mean, literally it's like – you're going deer hunting and you guys can't see it, but I put deer in the air parentheses because <laughs> you're deer hunting in the morning and then you're calling coyotes all day long. And then you're deer hunting in the afternoon kind of thing. One uh, of the nicest bucks I've gotten was done that on way. a coyote stands mm -hmm. turned into a deer hunt real quick. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, different area, but same general vicinity. It's the, still Northern Washington. No, no, no. I'm saying the, the double, double mountain lion was a oh. deer hunt turned 
coyote hunt turned mountain lion <laughs> video excursion. Yeah. I, uh, but I get, but I wanted to bring it up because it's a little bit of a, if you've been following along, you just heard us basically say we were putting in for like bonus points in areas that, you know, weren't really in, haven't been impacted so much by our declining deer population. Yeah. And here my brother draws a tag in an area that arguably has been hit the hardest. Right. I mean, Mel would tell you that it's still okay. Right. Like it, it's probably pockets. okay. Pockets. pockets of it, but it borders 014, which is the granites, which we talked heavily about. What do you say? There's 268 deer left on the mountain, the whole mountain. It's the same mountain that we couldn't find anything for Clint or uh, Clint's son chance. Not couldn't find anything. Couldn't find anything worthwhile. Couldn't find much. Found yeah. a lot of coyotes and mountain horses. Lions. Horses. Uh, yeah. How does he? He did. I mean, he's been hot lately. Real on hot. tags. But so, you know, I mean, we've we've discussed off air, but we're all going to go with him. Um, but so our duty is going to be to. It is, I mean, you know, I already kind of set the 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 conversation with him and said, hey, you don't need a meat deer, right? I mean, you know, you're not looking to fill your freezer. Uh, so big, mature deer or maybe something regressing, you know, something that needs to come out of the deer population only kind of a thing. And he's, he's cool with it. Cool. But so that makes the job hard, you know, that makes the, we'll we'll see if how good of hunters we really are. Mm -hmm. Is he going to come scout or is he relying on us? Because he, for people don't know, he's, he's in Vegas. So yeah, he, we're going to be on our scouting coyote arrowhead mission right that's what i i I mean i look at it as a extreme positive right i mean (laughs) i think his tag opens in october so we go out there september hopefully it's cooled off a a shade but yeah i wouldn't mind going on a little uh the first thought i just had of that area is uh chad's tag from years back and you and i alex uh went on a pretty good hike and scouted the blister area that we don't the blister area that that hunt we we took off one day and yeah, scouted yeah. a certain mountain that we love up in that area and um, yeah. that wouldn't be a bad little hike just in a, you know if they're if it's if it's us just bring along the coyote calling gear right along with it it's not that much much more right. and go back into that country and call coyotes while we're scouting for deer oh it, I just had that thought flash through my mind that wouldn't be too bad the last time I was up there after that. Uh, would we see at least there had to have been six of them working. Uh, I don't even know what they were working. There was, there was deer there, but they weren't, they weren't really messing with the deer, but man. And we watched them. We sat there and watched them as the sun come up. You're talking the kind no, 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 me and Chad, oh. me and Chad went back. Oh, you went up on the mountain. Yeah, yeah. After you and I had went and uh, and we called one, you know, we were looking at some deer and they were small deer and, he couldn't resist and we called there was six coyotes working this one little like draw you know kind of canyon area and there was a couple deer feeding away from him up this other you know headed towards a different mountain and uh yeah he i had a mouth call in my pack and kent was with us and he literally was like three three breaths on the call and they were all coming and one just you know right up onto a rock so beautiful i smoked it with the his left-handed 300 win <laughs> and then i in took the, it in the kind of fog right yeah Wasn't it like that yeah. foggy kind but of but it was such a nice coyote i carried it all the way back to the truck and we were in pretty far yeah. <laughs> carried it all the way back and it, i was gonna get it mounted and never it never happened it's pretty much but, where 
as I understand you told me about where you guys were at, where Ashley got yes. her first yeah. deer. Right it, just those, a little bit. Those high draws, those high benches up there. I guess back would be further north or back to the, yeah, yeah right there. That's it. That's yeah. exactly where it's at. And there's actually, that's that's the side of the mountain to look at for a big deer because not a lot of people are willing to go hike back right. there. Yeah. And that's another great hike area because there are no roads that go back over No, 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 top, that's what you so. got to walk in there. Yeah, no, I'd like to go, to go there. And where, remember where we saw the sage hen that year? I guess maybe mm. we were scouting for Ashley's deer tag on that other bench that uh remember in the fog yeah i remember all those sage in i'd like to i can't remember what it's called but remember we walked back there and looked and there was deer but we didn't see anything big but i'd like to i'd like to go back to all those spots we haven't been up there in a while i know i was gonna say it's been a long time and it should be uh, thinking about just kind of like the ecosystem up there we, we know the mule deer situation but a large area of one of those units so that tag that particular tag has three different units that are well, part of the, the same tag and um i mean that's been burnt that's i mean really since we've hunted up in there that a big portion of that southern part of that unit got torched so in a way you know it will be interesting to see where the, the deer actually are in that burn probably that I you mean, know if there's green up because it's been long enough up, yeah time ago but that might not be a bad area to look at either Back but in I, that that country where the where the where the old burn is how do we not go see old uncle lavor though you know <laughs> well we're all up we're I mean, you're close oh area. i just heard he has an antelope tag up there and maybe a deer tag lavor does i think he has a de- yes wow. it's he has he has the uh he has the 12 13 14 antelope tag and he has the 11 12 so he has the same tag yeah he has the same tag I just, so, I just found out on yeah. Sunday because Christy came over. 12, 13, 14 is his... Antelope. And that is his... Pro, no, not his, his is property. 11. Yeah. And antelope's by itself, right? 11 right. by itself, 11, 12, 13, yeah, 14, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. deer is 11, 12, 13 together, 14 by itself. But yeah. So he has his the ranch for deer, like your brother does, 11, 12, 13, and then antelope for 12, 13, 14. So, so he's going to, I would think, that yellow place. Is Lavore... Uh, <laughs> For a deer, you're saying? No, for animals. No. So, so for deer, do you think Lavore's the type of guy that shoots one off his own ranch? To no, he'll. I mean, if it very end, maybe, but he'll go up, you know, the red cinder yeah, road yeah, and yeah. all that, and he'll probably have access from. He'll... I could see Lavore looking for a nice one, and then I could see him taking an old regressing buck, yeah. or or just getting one off his ranch. You know, like off you said, of his ranch, a regressing one off of his yeah. ranch. Yeah, I could see him doing that. Should anyone, especially. Off of it. A goofy one, you know, yeah. something you want to get out of. I yeah, can yeah. see him doing that, yeah. you know, before the season's over. Because he likes to eat venison, oh, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I just want – it would be interesting, you know, if you're a guy like him that lives out there. So, he's out there every day. Granted, he's got a lot of property that he maintains, so it's not like he's out bouncing around all over, you know, yeah. looking at deer and stuff. But it'd be interesting to know his approach to a deer tag. You know, yeah, an at, tag. at his age. Yeah, at his age and just – with his knees, availability. Yeah, he, he's. I'm. I'm thinking he might take the four wheeler, you know, up behind the property and look over sure. in those draws and stuff. And I mean, because he's, but, you know, he's up at three a.m. every morning, but he has a, a working ranch that you know he's. he's Lavore's got a mile hike in him. Tops. Oh, I don't even round know that. trip, round trip. I'm yeah. talking like that's that's <laughs> his knees are maximum. so bad. So does he have a horse? We have plenty of horses, but I don't know if he would hunt off of one. Maybe because it's a different thing, right? I mean, you can't just take a your horse that you cowboy on and go shoot with it and have it pack meat. I mean, maybe, yeah, but some, if you haven't lot, taught it or trained it, or the smell is yeah, the smell stuff. screws them up. And and then if you pack a couple hundred pound deer on them, then 
you don't really want to get on there with it, you know. So he's yeah, got a couple of them on the pack that. frames, and yeah, be interesting to hear what he says. And we'll shoot. Is your brother going to come target practice and get settled in up here, or do it down there? I imagine he's going to shoot that uh, same gun that he shot last year, which I'm sure he's not worried about. But look, we got a bunch of guns to sight in. <laughs> He well, should come help of, us. Yeah, a lot of guns. I don't think it. he'll come for the scouting por- por- portion of it. I don't think he will. I mean, maybe if we do like a three-day weekend out of it or something like that where he'd have – but you figure he's you know he's at the bottom of the state and we're going to the very tip top of the state. It's like a nine-hour drive for him probably. I know it sounded like I said effing, but I didn't. It's just a little, little catch in my throat. It's like a you know deep – that's a long drive for him. I really did. I don't think I did. I, I thought I heard you say you got in his truck and the long drive. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this hoppy beer that we're having. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited because there's – we got SIG ARs. I saw those. We got SIG pistols to shoot, with, some with red dots we, for Vordex. We got some – uh, new Benelli calibers to go through. We got six five PRCs, maybe six, uh, six millimeter Creedmoor, six five Creedmoors. Maybe I'm going to dedicate this whole season to shooting an AR for coyotes. For coyotes, we've never been big nope. users of them. I think part and of I that mean, is that we've never, you know, you, we never consistently year after year and gotten comfortable with one. Uh, to me, that that would be my well, but also you personal, know we. So many shotgunners. <laughs> Shotguns and also yeah. our, you know, our first couple of rifle sponsors on the show, they didn't make ARs, you yeah. know, so we were always shooting bolt actions. And then, it, at least for me, that, you know, there was a couple of years of that uh, 22, I mean, you you just can't miss with that thing. So yeah. why do you, you right. know, like, why would you, You're why so would you want to stray from that? And then, you know, you get, you get comfortable and, but yeah, we've just, Obviously, we've killed a few of them, but like never, we've no one's. You look at most people that call coyotes; they're shooting AR platform guns. Most they're thinking right, multiple, multiple, multiple rounds. So, which I mean, I don't, I don't see that as. I mean, I do, but I think it's more of a load. I mean, if you hit him, obviously good, anywhere you know, headshot or even a heart shot, they'll run. But headshot, you'll kill him. Obviously, you're saying de- 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 like five, five, six, not being strong enough. It's so fast. Yeah, it's shooting thirty three hundred feet a second or whatever it is, and it goes through through them real quick. So you they're, have, they're definitely gotta have like a ballistic. They're tip. dead running, you know, dead dog walking. You know, yeah. that's what we did. They're just they yeah. We did forever. notice that, huh? You get a lot of spinners and stuff because they they're dead. They don't even know it. Exactly. But they, their instinct makes them spin all around and looks like they're hurt but they're not you know mm-hmm. as we always said it just doesn't make it for as good of tv yep. yeah yeah oh, i forgot about that but we got a lot of but a six five creedmoor six five or six AR. five prc that would that be, we got that would be that would be something i'd be willing to uh the other thing is like a you know you you get that good vortex scope on there like it, i'm not saying it's too big for an ar but it's pretty big for an ar so now you got to change, which they have some good scopes. Like that one to ten is nice, but be hard to get away from that big one that's we've been you know using all these years, and it's on all those Benellis and stuff because it's such a badass scope. And I mean, you yeah, don't got, zoom got, it all the time that far, but I, it's nice when you do zoom it like that. I and, got some new ones that are dedicated for ARs that have plenty of power. Zoom in that you're you're gonna love. 
Don't worry. Do you think I should dedicate the whole season in behind an AR this year then? It's whatever you feel comfortable with. If you can name one, you know. Yeah. What would you name Probably your all depends on your first shot. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Ben, first shot. Ben, well, we'll see how they go in the sight-in process. What did, uh, <laughs> what did you – what would you name your AR? Because you name all your guns. Or do you have to shoot one first? Yeah, you got to kind of get it in your hand. It's like and people get a feel who name their babies it, yeah. after it comes out because you got to meet them and stuff. You got to kind of see the characteristics. Yeah. So you got you to gotta get one with it, I guess, you know. Uh-oh. Yep. Brought yep. to you by – they're drinking beer, and I'm drinking sweat. Sparkling ice, black raspberry, shiro sugar. Z- zero, not shiro. Zero sugar. Shiro. Shiro sugar. What, uh, how was your 4th of July? I gathered you were at Lake Almanor, and I heard you did a little I was, fishing. I was at Almanor. Took the kids fishing. They loved it. What do they catch? Did, those landlocked salmon that are in there? Or kokanees, waterlocked there's a, but there's, They have browns, they have rainbows, and they have those landlocked. Any big ones? Yeah, I caught like a five pounder on a dry fly. Brown? Three no, both rainbows. Another like a three pounder on a rainbow. Float tube? You notice out on a boat. Brad's on boat. a boat, fly, yeah. dry fly, no uh, kidding. That's cool. And then uh Brad caught a whole bunch, but chasing Ewan caught a couple. You and he caught the biggest fish of the uh, I don't know what it was, but it was a seven, eight pound fish. Caught him off eventually. Right at the boat. And this big fish, I mean, he was six inches wide at the on the top. It was just crazy how thick he was. And a big white scar across his back. Got hit by a prop. That's what we were thinking. And, uh, you you know, he's not used to that. But it was the biggest fish he's ever had on. And he wasn't used to it. And he would, I would let, it, let it run, let it run, let it run. And he fought him, fought him, fought him. And fought him. then right, he got right at the boat and, you know, went down. Uh, who was, oh, Ravencroft was netting and he didn't do anything wrong he just you know started to put the net in the water you know how a lot of they have one last little bit of oomph in him and he did that and ewan wasn't ready for it because he was holding tight and crack fly rod or spin no he was on a spinner um chase was fly fishing um off the front of the boat and yeah it was it was good it was fun a lot of crawdads had a little crawd crawd uh fish boil nice on the fourth what do you Uh, do you trap or do you just hand catch all of them trap put some bacon yeah, in it. I did. it was cold it was only 65 68 up there was it really yeah blowing 68 windy i wasn't there but i know the wind was it was blowing. it was, blowing it was not fun to be out in the water really i mean some you know people went out there for when it warmed up to like 75 and got you know, in the water and got in the water a little bit but i just stayed and hung out and fish and hung out with everybody i but, couldn't i went to tahoe the other day for uh i had to go fix something in a yeah, it was not, you know, it was warm. It was, it wasn't hot, but it was, but the water has not warmed up. You know what I mean? The, it's still got snow water pumping into it and it just hasn't been warm. There were so many people out swimming in that water. The only <laughs> thing I think is they're like tourists and they don't know any better. So, or like, I know the kids will get in it, but you catch me in Tahoe right now. It's 101 today. Today, yeah. Today, now different story, but you know, three weeks ago, like you said, it was windy and yeah. 65. I'm not getting in Lake Tahoe where it's 38 yeah. degrees. Going to Donner Saturday, it's supposed to be 85 or 90. You are going? Yeah, Saturday. Where do you go at Donner? Uh, the private beach with Bubba. Oh, do you? Yeah, on that north or west end. But the biggest thing that little garden update, little garden update. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, last night, garden I, the i pulled all my garlic it's oh. all done ready to roll so i i mean it's got to dry out now 
That's but, weird because I just ate that last little bit of pickled garlic you gave me last year. I meant to bring you that jar back today, and I forgot. <laughs> well, I'm I'm ready, but look at I'm going to show you guys some pictures. But this is this is some of the cloves. Look at compared to holy cow. That's a monster. Yeah. Is that is that a certain uh, yeah, variety a, that you he's brought? showing us a picture with his his the heads of the garlic are next, are to, next a, to a tennis ball? Tennis they're all the same size. Well, bigger than the tennis ball. Well, a couple of them are bigger than the tennis ball. Yeah, look at that! Wow. Um, and then these are. This is all of it. Let me get to it here. What a go back before we get too far into this. Can wow. you eat landlocked salmon? Yeah. What is it? There's something up in Alaska where the, when when they get to a certain part of the river and they just go there and die. I think because they're mush. They yeah. don't eat them. It's just because it's it's just but, the length of time they've been there. Because well, they don't they don't eat they don't eat while they're in the spawn. Yeah, so they just get because they're going to die basically. Yeah. So they get so mushy and like, so they have these huge salmon in these certain parts of these Alaskan rivers where they're just stuck, right? Yeah, yeah. not stuck. Just, no, no, no. They, they they just don't swim back down when they're when they're fry. They're babies. They're they're in the river for like. A, a year maybe then they go out into the ocean mm-hmm. and they're out in the ocean for like 10 15 years then when they're ready to die they come back up and they don't eat they know they know they're going to die so they're just swimming up and they get all frail and mushy and stuff not that they're landlocked the, okay, fi- so the fish like you wouldn't call those landlocked salmon no because they no, go back out just, to the ocean the lamb the landlocked salmon in almanor just can't in tahoe they're yeah and they just can't get out to sea yeah they don't sure. yeah I wonder how they spawn. The, going up, you know. Little like, tributaries yeah. and stuff and just Ooh. do it there. Yep. What is it? What I mean, I'm, what, what feeds? No, what, they're coconut salmon. What feeds uh, What feeds Albanor? Is that like runoff? Rivers it's from Shasta, and it's uh, the Feather River. Part of the Feather, Feather, River. Feather River comes Feather over there. River. And then the Feather River drops out of it, too? Mm-hmm. That's the Feather River, okay. Yep. And obviously they get a bunch of runoff. Oh they yeah, get, they get a ton of snow around that area. Off yeah. of Shasta, it's crazy. But I, oh, it was so sad. It was the first time I'd been out there since the fire. It's burning. Um, I was up there when it was burning, and we were helping people get out of there. But to see it now in the daytime, it's crazy, and devastating. It's, it's years before that ever goes. What's back. the little uh, like old mining town that's that just the green, entire town burnt this gr- time? Greenville gr- Center. Green. Uh, green. green. Was uh, it Greenville? Green, that sounds Green something. Green. I just had a guy. I just had a patient. Actually, he's he's got a you know souped up jeep and stuff, and he's just recovering from this long injury. He had a had a heart condition and stuff. So him and his wife got out for the first time, and they w- went up and uh, did a day trip. And I think he said that Greenville. Yeah, I think, like yeah, Greenville. I think it's and I said Greenville. I'm not real familiar with Greenville. And he says, Oh, it's you know that town up there that burnt the fires. Oh yeah. yeah. And so he. It's funny we brought that up because he just two days ago, whatever Friday, he just showed me the pictures that he took. Oh, it's devastating. It, it reminds you, it's, it's pretty much exactly like Paradise from, yeah. what, mm-hmm. five years ago now? Just same thing. Like, you would you could see where a foundation of something was there, but it's nothing. there's not even a it's not even a burnt piece of wood left. It's something to get. It's like there was nothing ever built Just there the before. It's completely gone. Rock and metals, all that's left. Unbelievable. Yep. What a hot burning fire. I don't think that Greenville was as bad as Paradise. I think some of Greenville survived. Uh, Man, there were some pictures of stuff. You could tell something. Yeah, right down Main Street. You know, you could see the fence line, and you could see that it was a a yard, I guess, but it looked like a dang. What was cool cool to see, what the firemen did to save Chester. Yeah. I mean, you could see the little pockets that got right into town but didn't burn anything. I mean, crazy. how The store in Chester sells our ice cream, and uh, 
I made some comment. I saw like a sales thing and I and just, it just wasn't clicking with me. You know, it's not because they didn't sell any up there. He goes, well, the fire was licking their back door for the last two weeks. I said, Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but that, that's cool. We were for going back there for 4th of July. They have that parade. That's what I was going to ask you about parade. next. That's funny. Kids love it. And there was more people, it's true America, more people this year than ever before. No, we've been up there for the last five or six years now. And this year, for whatever reason, I mean, it you couldn't stuff another for three miles of that downtown strip, you know, you couldn't stuff another person in there. It was I think awesome. That's so, to me, that's so cool. Like, uh, Klamath Falls does one, Bill Fisher usually goes do. And it's, you know, it's small town America, dude. It's yeah. same with, um, what's the one on the way to like Mammoth? Um, Bridgeport. Bridgeport. They do a badass one. Like yeah, all that I'll, cool stuff that, you know, I at Reno at some point used the, to do something like that. Now the cool now, parts of California, right? <laughs> yeah. But just the cool small towns. You know what I mean? It's like you get it's some JP. I think the other day said it. You know, the population ruins everything. Like Reno used to have a cool yeah. deal. And they, you know, I remember the crime to, and the homelessness. To, yeah, and, yeah, I used to go to parades and stuff when we were kids. You know, they had them in Sparks and Reno, and now we got crackheads and tweakers and dude i literally this morning got up and went to work and had to clean up our ice cream trailer and i see like this tinfoil like bowl by the door <laughs> and it's where somebody went last night and smoked crack next to our or whatever it was or pills or something you know it's like we, we, we live in a stupid town oh, i didn't there. think we were gonna do politics today. we're not doing politics <laughs> not politics let's talk about my garlic politics. that's uh i can put garlic in tinfoil Onto the Traeger with mm-hmm. olive oil and roast it. <laughs> I got a couple. Uh, Can you snort that? I got a new little searing plate thing for my Traeger. Nice. Haven't used it yet. I, I seasoned it, but all the squash is coming in. Squash and zucchini. Do you do any melons or anything? They're are those they're flowering. They're not. I mean, oh, so you not got some ready time. yet? There'll be a little bit. All, there's about two thousand blackberries on the bushes. I got so many blackberries this year. Blueberries those coming stupid in. Black and orange beetles are getting mine though. Dude. Oh really? Yeah. What are those things? They're oh, called dang. box beetles. Elder box beetles. Yeah, you or can do. You can put stuff on the ground though, and make them scare away. I can't uh, remember what, what and it is. they say you can spray them like with Dawn dish soap and water, and it kills them. I, there haven't been too many of them. I've been killing them myself, um, and just leaving their little bodies out there, hoping that their <laughs> friends will see them and go elsewhere. But dude, it's so weird. They they get on the berries, dude, and and. They eat them, and they don't leave anything for me. It really pisses me off. Hmm. I got a ground squirrel in my front yard. I think we talked about this the other night. Yeah, did you ever get, did you get him? Dude, I saw him this morning, and he, he <laughs> if he'd come into my backyard, he'd be done for. But he knows to stay out in the front where I can't do anything about him. i got to get you that trap. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, bring me that. I, how do I put a trap in my front yard, though? I guess I could hide it. Yeah. it's You yeah, got you got it. See it. You, gotta, you sort of have to hide it. You put cover. You put the feed inside and then you like cover it to make it dark so they kind of feel like they're going into a hole you know yeah because he dug under my front patio dude like my front porch and i filled it back in and he dug it all back out so i that's exactly well, where i'm gonna there's put it. more than one i've only seen one but yeah. you're right i, yeah, I agree with you one. it's gotta be Little, you have to watch a caddyshack and before you do that and get yourself in the, in the channel my inner bill murray yep oh that is a nice fish yeah wow Here's a little, a little, while we're doing a little smorgasbord here, what's, um, I mean, you got shorts on what 
have you ever, I mean, our whole lives, one of our favorite drinks, Clay's used to be his favorite drink until some things started happening in his body, but whiskey. Whiskey. Jack and Coke. What, what's bourbon? What's whiskey? So, there. well, it's, uh, they age. It's, it's basically like, as I understand, you know, grain alcohol, which could be anything, but, you know, like moonshine is, is what the, the begins the process of like a, a whiskey or a, bourbon but bourbon has to be aged in a certain kind of a barrel for a certain amount of time you know to be considered bourbon whiskey can be like any as i understand it pretty much anybody can make whiskey bourbon has to be made in like a certain way yeah and it, it, it's pretty much dead on accurate yeah so all it's all whiskey right it could be canadian whiskey yeah, yeah. irish bourbon has to be made in america that's what I knew. There was some little America, little little caveat. So bourbon to is American, yeah. so that's the first part of it. And, and then, yeah, a, the process. So it has to be fifty-one, at least fifty-one percent corn, corn ingredient yeah. in the mash. That's so if you it, think about that. That's that. And then the third stipulation is the new, the barrel. It has to oak. be in oak, and it has to be an original barrel. Yeah, because that's how that's it turns what, brown. That's what bourbon is. I mean, they all do that to a certain extent. But for example, like Jameson. Those barrels are that, that's one of the biggest uh, uh, customers of Jack Daniels is they send their barrels over to Jameson. So Jameson Irish, I'm sorry, Jameson Irish or Scottish? Irish, I think. Irish, Irish whiskey. It's finished in a used, in a used box. So it can't be, well, first of all, it's not American, but it can't be bourbon because it's, it's in a sure the way it's finished. So it's not, you know, it's not necessarily the way it's distilled. It's location. It's got to be in America. Fifty-one yep. percent corn. I never really, I, I, I was along the same lines as you. A certain process and all that. So there's American. Everything's whiskey. Yeah. So right. bourbon is whiskey. Right. You know, but, but it, other not, whiskeys not can all be whiskeys or corn or rye yeah. or yeah. So whatever for, it's it kind of it's so we're big Jack people. Uh, so your old number seven black label is bourbon. It really is bourbon. A lot of people don't call black label bourbon, but it is. It's got, I think it's 80% corn. So it's it meets all the requirements of bourbon. Their rye, which is kind of my favorite, that's whiskey. You can't call that one bourbon because it's 70% rye on its mash. Huh. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah, I, knew, the, the, I actually Buffalo Trace whiskey. Is, a, is a Kentucky bourbon. Oh, it's, a it can, it, well, it's a whiskey. You get anytime you They're say whiskey. It's a whiskey. But if you call something bourbon, a lot, that, I bet you a lot of times you're actually, it's not bourbon. That's what right. I was just going to say. Is there, I don't know why you brought this up. But, I, we and, were doing smorgasbord. Oh, smorgasbord. No, I, that's fine. I was just saying, because I, not just, but I remember hearing a story or reading stories about somebody getting in trouble, like a, a, a company saying they were a bourbon mm -hmm. and they went in and said, because that's like prideful. Like if you're a bourbon, you yeah. have to be a bourbon distiller. Yep. And it's it's a pride deal, and you can't steal that name, kind of. And I would and someone went, someone got in trouble for it, and yeah. either got sued. I don't remember what the deal was, it, but I remember a, a company. And I would imagine all the main major ones do have a bourbon, but think about just the cost part of it on the barrel part. Oh yeah, it has to be an original barrel, and once that barrel is used, you can never use it again on a bourbon. Right. That that alone makes probably a lot of the smaller, medium sized whiskey makers they can't make bourbon because how in the heck would you turn a profit jack daniels makes every one of their barrels it's do you uh yeah. you guys will you know like 10 years ago say there was that distillery that opened up in town and one of kind of their hit deals in my opinion was they were selling those little wooden whiskey barrels 
and you could buy one brand new and you could buy a bottle of their moonshine, you know, or whiskey, clear whiskey. And the thing was, is you, you poured it into that barrel and then it barrel aged and it's clear when it goes in, but it sucks the color out of that barrel and turns brown, you know, but, and so you could age it for a month or a year or whatever, you know, and, and you know how barrels work, right? They, they breathe, they leak and then until they get expanded or whatever and all that stuff and it works in, it works out, yeah. it works in, it works yeah. out. And they heat, like humidity. you said, they breathe and yeah. all that stuff. And but yeah, that's what I thought that was one of the coolest things that, and we made a batch of it. It didn't I think we did my dad's for like exactly a year. And when it came out it was still I mean, it was it was hot. It was yeah. it was moonshine. So still. so so yeah, moonshine. Moonshine is whiskey. Yeah. But and just, corn, you know, corn liquor. It's corn liquor. Yeah, so, but they just don't spend the time aging it in a barrel. Yeah, they just no, give it, it to you as white lightning. Yeah, white so, lightning. so it is. It's all the same <laughs> stuff, you know. Get but, that. yeah, as far as flavor goes, that's where all the flavor comes from mm-hmm. is the actual wood. So that's why probably a lot of people have had moonshine. It's like, oh, God, that stuff's gross because it doesn't necessarily have the flavor. But it is. It's the same stuff just yeah. before the uh, it goes in the barrel. Well, and that's what, like, a lot of companies, like you said, they, they buy Jack Daniel barrels. And then also – companies will buy like sherry barrels yeah, or you know wine barrels and then they'll they'll Maybe. re-age or you know whatever re re-pour whiskeys and stuff into those and draw the flavors yep. out of those and into their products yeah, yeah. that's it that's, that was an interesting turn you took there you're thinking about having a whiskey up there at uh 11, 12, <laughs> yeah 13? and i just you know and i just i i, I mean I garlic just, how about my whiskey <laughs> to make a garlic hey, whiskey huh you know what i had the other day that this would be a good uh, use of your garden i had a uh, bloody mary but they took the vodka and they infused it with peppers and garlic so they got basically they had like a that this place had not a sun tea thing but like a big glass yeah deal and it was full of garlic and hot peppers you know and vodka and then so they pour for your bloody mary so then it's spicy you know the vodka's spicy and they just kind of keep it going with you know, because the the vegetables all stay yeah. good because it's in liquor, so they just keep pouring vodka in this thing, and it's like a vat of hot vodka, dude. But so on a small scale, do you, you have could, to hot is spicy, but yeah, how yeah. you'd have to is it was it chilled or is it just over ice to make it cool? Well, they, gotta, they made a Bloody Mary with it, so they put it over ice. You know, so it was just sitting on the bar. Oh, gotcha. I don't know if they put it in the fridge. I'm sorry, I missed your question. Yeah, they might I put it in the, the fridge fact. at night or yeah. something like that. I don't know. I don't think you'd have to though. But on a small scale, right? You could get a big bottle of vodka. And Put a bunch of garlic and I'd do, peppers. In I would it? do tequila sure. for Bloody Maria, but I've never had one of those. Are they good? I love them. I might have to try one, but that'd be good. Use oh, oh. use a few of those forty eight hundred peppers that are about to come out of your <laughs> I house. I believe there's a few. I don't. There's a I've few already been eating them. brands that do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can buy it process. Like that, but yeah, a spicy one if you want to. I've been four. I've been getting areas. some peppers. Yeah, I got. I I have four pepper plants. I have 130. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and don't, my dad's better than yours. Don't, don't worry and about my, my four. And my, those three peppers I'm going to get off those four plants are going to tide me over for the winter. <laughs> yeah, until you come asking for mine. Right. I really do need a jar or two. I'm out. Bubba needs some, too. He just asked me. I'll bring some. I should have brought some today, but I'll bring some to Bubba tomorrow. A little bit of that cowboy caviar if you're into it, too. Cowboy candy. Cowboy caviar. I like that. I think that's a different name for what he makes, isn't it? Cowboy candy. But oh, yeah, I like cowboy, cowboy candy. candy. I've never heard caviar, but it, that sounds there you even go. more sophisticated. Trademarked. <laughs> you heard it here first. Let's see if it's ready. That's all I got for you cats today. Cowboy. That was pretty on target, bud. 
Uh oh. <laughs> Cowboy caviar. There's there's already something. Nice pun. Texas caviar is a salad of black-eyed peas, lightly pickled nope. in a vinaigrette-style dressing, often eaten as a dip accompanying the tortilla chips. Nope, it's not caviar. It's not, that's not, not what caviar. I'm talking about. Yeah. We can think of a different name for yours. Cowboy cabbage. You should probably end it if you're going to go garden. Just share that general recipe of cowboy candy. Basically. That's probably the best fresh, it's I so don't know, good. different... <laughs> I'm still thinking about that night in your trailer. One bite wouldn't be as hot, and then one bite later, you couldn't feel your face for four minutes. But go ahead. What is cowboy candy? Cowboy candy is jalapenos sliced, and brine, the brine situation is you have a mixture of vinegar and your like pepper seeds and mustard seeds, and there's a whole bunch of little... Um, ingredients like that but then the biggest thing is six cups of sugar and then you'll bring that to a boil and then you dump all your jalapenos in that and cook them down the jalapenos are fresh when they go yeah in? Mm -hmm. and they you cook them in that for just like three minutes five minutes yeah because they're still pretty green and then you and take them back out of that and then you put them in a uh you know a quart jar or whatever size you're making and then you pour that liquid back in that jar once it's cooled, oh, and so then cool and then you huh? can that. So and then it heats back up when you can it, and then it will last. Did, however do long you, it is that that uh, brine? Is that a? Do you bring that to a boil? Mm -hmm. So it's to a boil. When yeah, because peppers you get, in there. Yeah, it's a boil. You put what the is it? Vinegar, in, water, vinegar, sugar? water, six cups of sugar, and then all like your spices. Because it's like a, it's almost like a syrup. That's, that's, See, the, that's sugar. the six cups of sugar. Yeah, and a lot of people, oh my god, so much sugar. It's not you're not eating six cups of sugar. You're not eating all that brine. Yeah, you're, you're just fishing the the jalapeno. Yeah, but good night. So like you said, so I have jalapenos that I keep next to my sweet peppers. Maybe I, you should maybe you should uh <laughs> correctly uh segregate and label well, that's what I was just going to say. Okay, because you didn't I do have that last year because my face got burned off. I, yeah, last year I joined them all together at the end of the year because I, <laughs> yeah. I had 130 pepper plants going off. I know, you got tired of cutting so up many of them. I was, just, but... I was tired of just, you know, keeping them separated. But I have jalapenos next to my sweet peppers, and then I have hot jalapenos next to my hottest peppers. And they kind of take on each other's profile as bees and stuff you know, cross pollinate, all, all that stuff. So they get different textures and flavors. Yeah. Cause I've never had a jalapeno like that. <laughs> it literally burnt my face off. I couldn't, some people like I couldn't it. taste. Nobody likes that. I well, do. Some people, do. I do. Do you really like I that? Hot, it. hot, hot. I put them in. That's the thing. We're, you were eating them like on one chip. Right. But if you layer like in a burrito yeah, and yeah, you have yeah. all the other different stuff going on, they're Talk not that hot. We were eating them on a steak. <laughs> yeah. But but it would be nice to know. Do you eat, right? do, would you eat a, like a habanero or just cook with? I eat habaneros. Do you really? Uh -huh. I put some in the soup the other day. I saw all my habaneros from last year I dried. That Which makes them a little bit hotter or less? That I don't know. But I know you can rehydrate. Mm. So you can actually take a dried pepper right now. and put it into a saucepan with water and kind of gently royal, 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 boil, boil uh, kind of just real like rolling water. And it actually takes form of a pepper again. I think those red ones that you see in the stores, mm -hmm. like I know people rehydrate those. Yeah. Um, but as far as the 
habaneros did you say ghost peppers all those real hot ones are dried and then if i'm eating like a soup or if i want to make my spice a a pasta sauce i'll just take you know like a penny size of the dry and grind that up real fine and then mix that in just yeah you don't need very much at all but i eat them all the time Hmm. i don't know if i would ever just Take a whole one like I would, you know, like a normal pepper and take the whole thing and eat it. I saw Because there are some people do that, that. That What's that show called? Hot. Uh, Joe, uh, 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 Fear Factor, stuff like that. There yeah. was a, but there's a new one. It, oh, where they eat the hot stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a co- there's competition yeah, where they do it. I, I couldn't do that. I'm not that guy, but I like hot stuff. There, there's a kid on Instagram. He, he literally, it's like he can't taste heat or something. I saw him do. It was a, he, he hollowed out a jalapeno. Put those, uh, uh, you know, those one chip challenge chips in there, crushed up one of those, put it inside of it, filled it full of like this crazy hot sauce, all this. And then the top of it was like a ghost pepper. And then the cap for that was like a habanero and he ate it like it was a hot dog, dude. And literally like he didn't even, he he just didn't even care. He was like, whatever. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we'll check back in with you next week. We'll see what happens. I'll have a lot more of the garden to tell you about. Oh, yeah. Things are starting to happen over there. Then they're popping. They're popping. End See? of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, I'll have peppers for you and more of the garden. Well, whatever happened to an honest day's work? Sweating hard in a flannel shirt. It is a fast-paced rat race. Don't give all take. Who's going to finish first? Dogs got more rights Cause the administration's trying to rule the population Folks have gotta stand up and fight But I don't complain I take it all in stride But it seems the whole damn world has changed